Do summer projects your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. With free delivery on over 2 million items, you can make the most of summer grilling and dig into gardening. Plus, get same-day delivery on thousands of products like power tools and storage to tackle any last-minute garage project. Summer your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello and welcome to the Circling the Bases podcast. My name is DJ Short and I'm joined here by Drew Silva and Christopher Crawford. How are you guys doing? We're doing well, I think. Uh, I, I unfortunately tested positive for the thing that everyone has tested positive, I think, at some point, but I'm starting to hang in there. How are you guys doing? Good. You sound good. Thank you. Thank you. I, I know I have the dulcet tones of the three of us, to be completely honest with you. So I wanted to sound the best of us. Uh, I think we have to offer you a congratulations to start the show, DJ, on the uh, the great news uh, and involving the shirt that you're wearing right now with the Washington Commanders, a team you've rooted for for a long time being put up for sale. Congratulations, man. I, I'm cautiously optimistic that they're not just selling a portion of the team for like an influx of cash that's been speculated. I saw that happen with the Mets too. So, Mm. and that, that kicked the can down the road for a few years. So we'll see what happens, but the fact that they're not ruling anything out, that's, that's pretty big. That's never happened. So it's definitely an exciting day um, for Washington football fans um, because yeah, it's been a, it's been a rough road for 30 years. So we'll see. Yeah, I I grew up like the first ten years of my life being a big Washington football fan, mm. um, and then moved to St. Louis, and the Rams were one of the most exciting offenses ever. A few years after that, yep. And then Stan Kroenke took that out of my life, <sighs> and I tried to go back to being a Washington fan for a bit, but it was a it's, it was it a weird hard. time to get back in. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is hard. I mean, they are on a three game winning streak right now and uh taylor heineke is the uh, most important taylor in the world and he was a uh he was the backup on the st louis Battlehawks of the xfl was he yeah he was yeah not even the starter jordan tamu was the starter and heineke was his backup he got into a few games but uh the Battlehawks are coming back so maybe i do have a football team again even if it's like semi-pro there you go yeah. Heineke also went to Old Dominion, which is uh, my right. quarter mater. I, I was there for one year, so I, uh, I guess I, we can all root for the Commanders is that a, now. Is that a, is that a real term, quarter mater? No, I okay. made it up. I made, I, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, one hundred percent made up. You could do that with players who hop to the NBA after one year. I mean, yeah. I'm surprised no one's ever said that. Actually, I never heard it. Patent pending. But uh, this Good is a this is a baseball podcast. Oh, uh, for those just tuning in. Uh, so, yeah, we're here to talk World Series. 
And uh, things have shifted quite a bit just in the past couple of days, I think, in terms of expectations for the series. Going into game three, which, of course, got rained out, but I did battle the bets that day, that Monday morning. And I, I was picking the Astros for that game because it was supposed to be a bullpen game for the Phillies. Gets pushed, that game gets pushed back to Tuesday. They're able to start Ranger Suarez. Don't have to rely on that bullpen. Of course, they win game three. Uh, the Phillies blast five home runs off Lance Colors. Uh, the most home runs ever given up by a pitcher in a postseason game, by the way. Um, and the, the, I think the most important thing coming out of game three is that uh, the Phillies didn't have to use any of the trusted arms out of their bullpen, which is huge going into this game tonight. And we'll talk about game four in, in a little bit. Uh, but first, you know, game three takeaways from you guys. Do you really think the momentum at this point is on the Philly side? Totally. Um, the, like, and, you know, the, the Astros just confirmed that it'll be Justin Verlander in game five. They had the, the potential to push him up to tonight's game because of Monday's rainout. Um, but they're going to stick with Christian Javier. And I, I think part of that is just because Verlanders hasn't been very good. Yeah. Um, he was kind of cruising along there in game one. And then the fourth and fifth inning, it just all fall, fell apart. And he had that bad start against the Mariners um, in the DS. Um, overall, a 7.20 ERA in 15 innings this postseason. So you look at the way this plays out, and including Monday's rain out and, and the win by the Phillies in game three, they're in command of this series all of a sudden. Um, and it's it's incredible because going in, you know, last week, this time last week, we were talking about how it felt like the Astros were inevitable. They're going to win in six or maybe even fewer games than that. And now you look at it, the environment there at Citizens Bank, Bank Park has been incredible. Oof. Yeah. Um, I, and I know that Philly fans are always like rowdy, but I think just the way this whole postseason run set up for the Phillies. So, they play the first series on the road. So the Phillies fans are thinking, oh, we might not even get to see this team in the playoffs. Uh, they, they have that comeback in the ninth inning of game one. They win game two pretty comfortably. And then they come home and, and from the DSCS to the World Series, the, the crowd's energy has just been incredible. And I think the Phillies are actually really feeding on that. And um, yeah, we could talk about whether Lance McCullers was tipping pitches. I don't know. Sure. It's, it sure seemed like his stuff just wasn't very good. Like, I think he only threw 20 fastballs in the time that he mm -hmm. was on the mound, and his breaking stuff was not as sharp as it's been, you know, pre injury. Um, and I, I think the Phillies just kind of feasted on some bad pitches. But, um, yeah, to me, the Phillies are in command right now of, of this fall classic. Yeah, I would agree with that. And parts of that just being the fact that the next two games are in Philadelphia. I think that has yeah. been a massive benefit for them. I think the weirdest thing about this postseason is, is yeah, they did the sweep against Drew's Cardinals and that was with Austin or Austin, Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler starting those games. And then we were just like, how are they going to win these other games? They're undefeated in this postseason in games, not started by Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler, which just That's goes funny. to tell you how different things have gone. Uh, I do want to like pump the brakes is not my favorite phrase in the world, but I still think the Astros are, they're they're not okay is probably too strong a term but look they, they were also able to get out of this game with just ryan stanick and jose urquidy by the way having a pitcher like jose urquidy be the last man on your yeah, pitch that's staff, wild. goodness, goodness yeah. gracious how lucky fortunate not for houston does they're good at this it's but look lance mccullers 
I don't think it was a tipping pitches thing. I think his command, and we talk about control versus command. The control was fine. Everything was in the strike zone. It was too much in the strike zone. He mm-hmm. had zero command of his sweeper in that game. Like it was middle, middle far too often. Um, and this is a team that's going to take advantage. And this is also a team that has done very well against breaking balls as well, especially mm-hmm. at home. Like this is a team that has been able to absolutely shellac those type of pitches. It was one of the reasons why I was like, maybe you want to go with Christian Javier in a pivotal game three instead with uh, McCullers pitching game four, as good as he was against Seattle. Seattle's an awful breaking ball hitting team, but that this is the one thing is that Houston still has a very, very good pitcher going. I don't think Verlander can be as bad as he was in two of his three starts. Again, I just can't see that happening as good as he's been for 2022, but there is no doubt that Philadelphia is now actually in control of the series. Yeah. And I think the other thing, you know, Javier has been really good. Uh, we'll get into a bit more about game game four in a minute, but mm-hmm. uh, he's been very good this postseason. and game five is still shaping up to be a bullpen game for the Phillies with Noah Syndergaard mm-hmm. starting. So if the Astros right. were to win tonight, suddenly everything looks a lot different. Uh, we'll get into more in a second here. Uh, first, just a word for our listeners. Download the Roto World app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoring players on your roster, getting the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in your app store today. Go and make sure to get the Roto World app, especially the hot stove is going to be here super fast. Uh, so if you want to stay in tune with that, uh, make sure to download the app uh, today. So I was looking at odds for tonight um, right before we started here. And both the Astros and Phillies money lines for game four is listed at uh, minus 107. Oh. So not, not a clear favorite for tonight. Uh, the total for run scored listed at seven uh, over is minus 120 under at 105. Uh, I did battle the bets today. I picked the Phillies to win this game. I also picked over on the run scored. What are you feeling about that? Are you on a streak here? It seems like you've been on there a while. I I was on there Monday. I won despite the game getting rained out. I won with an NBA. All right, no, I won with a Monday Night Football pick. And nice. then yesterday I got two out of three both uh, baseball picks. I got McCullers over five strikeouts. He stayed in. Yeah. <laughs> Which maybe we should talk about that for a second. How do you guys feel about Baker leaving McCullers in when he, he did settle down a little bit? Um, for two innings, but the top of the order was coming back around um, and he left him in there. And then the game kind of got out of reach at that point. Yeah. Um, I, I, I saw a stat before we jumped on it. I mean, it's the most runs that a starting pitcher has allowed since 2002. I forget the name, like Russ Ortiz, maybe. Russ Ortiz. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is because Dusty was the manager of that team as well. Oh, wow. Oh, that's, interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, but a lot of it is like in modern baseball, you, in modern postseason baseball, you just wouldn't leave a pitcher in to wear it like that in the postseason. Yeah. Um, and I, it was odd, but I don't know. Maybe Dusty felt like, all right, this one's already over, even though that would have been pretty early to, to call it. I, and he's trying to save some <clears throat> of his arms because he feels like as this series plays out, he's going to have the advantage. Um, or maybe we're just – maybe I'm giving him too much credit that he's thinking forward like that. It, it, I, th- I thought it was weird. I, McCullers didn't really have it. Um, not that I was expecting him to have like a lights-out start, but 
I mean, uh, it, it was pretty quick that the that the Phillies pounced on him. I had less of an issue with it than him leaving in Verlander for game one. I thought that was a massive mistake. Massive, massive mistake. After it was 5-3, that should have been Justin Verlander's last inning. It was pretty darn clear to me, and I'm an idiot, that he did not have the stuff that was going to be necessary to get through that next inning. So I, I where it is probably too strong, but I think you're right, Drew. I think there was uh, trying to get through that knowing that game four was going to be the pivotal game and really – Houston, I think, will be okay. Not, again, the word okay may be too strong here. If they can just get back to Houston and win two games in a row, I think you would feel pretty confident with that after losing this one especially. But, yeah, I don't have as big of an issue with it. But this is, again, it was an old-school mentality, and it may have – it certainly cost them game one, and it certainly didn't help them in game three. Yeah, I I think it was close enough where – you could dip into that bullpen for some, sure. you know, and you could still use some of your important guys in that spot. Keep it at four nothing. I don't. I don't think the Astros were out of that game at all. Yeah. Uh, at, at that point, I, I think it was way too soon to be like, well, you know, it's over. We'll, we'll worry about tomorrow. That I mean, that just I, I, that doesn't make sense to me. I think he, I think he got caught flat footed for the yeah. top of the lineup, which That's shouldn't have been the case. Put it, put it. He should have been ready for that top of the lineup to maybe do a little bit more damage. And it just didn't happen for whatever Cause he, Cause he pitched pretty well in the third and fourth inning too. Yeah. So I, I get, but you should have had somebody ready to go in that fifth after what did they hit three home runs in that inning or two home runs in that inning? Two. What, yeah. yeah. So there should have been somebody Stanek or Arkady or whoever you wanted to use in that situation should have yeah. been ready to go. But, uh, yeah, it's it's been interesting that um, we're. I think we're all rooting for Dusty. I think it is more than fair to say that Rob Thompson has easily outmanaged him in these first three games. Yeah, and I, I feel like in these comparisons between the, the Nationals run that they made, where they had like a select group of pitchers that they trusted, uh, mm-hmm. and this this Phillies team, and I, I think it's a pretty valid comparison, and it, it's a model that teams can follow. Because sure. we're we're only talking about a couple of weeks here, and these pitchers during the regular season, they're they're pitching every day, if, you know, every other day. This they're used to a routine; they can be leaned on for these situations. I mean, Patrick Corbin has been a mess since then, but yeah, and, Steve, and Steven Strasburg for that matter. So there yeah. there can be a price to pay, but I mean, sure. flags do fly forever as well. They do. What were your bets tonight? I was just thinking about. Yeah, so I'm doing I'm doing Philly's money line for this game, and I took the over on run scored. Uh, it's listed at seven right now. Um, what, what are Nola's strikeout props? Nola is listed. Both pitchers are listed at five and a half right now. To mm-hmm. go over on Nola, it's uh, minus one fifty five. Under mm-hmm. is plus one fifteen. Mm-hmm. Javier over plus one hundred five. Under one forty five. I see no way that, well, I mean, obviously anything's possible. I would not take the over on Javier, that's for sure. No, me me either. Yeah, I don't I don't know how to play that. I mean, the Astros had a lot of success against Nola in game yeah. one right away. And the Astros don't strike out a lot either. No, so they don't. And and you've got to think their offense is going to be better than what we've seen the last couple of, of games, um, or at least last night. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Nola's I don't know how. I don't, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that would be this one. That would be why I'd be taking the over, to be honest with you. Like, look, yeah. we talked about this in uh, in our po- podcast last week, and actually, Drew and I ended up looking kind of dumb because we were talking about taking the uh, the five inning under, and I don't think we were right about that one. No, but we 
seven runs is a four, three baseball game. And I think that you're going to see at least one of these teams score more than four runs. And I would honestly kind of bet on both. It is really hard to shut out or hold a team like the Houston Astros as talented as they are under for that long. So if I, if I was to make a bet on these things, I think I would go the over on that. I was just looking honestly at uh, the points, but again, it looks like uh some money must have come in because uh, right now we have now the money line Phillies minus 115 Houston plus 100. Oh, I'd be okay. pretty tempted to take the the plus 100 now for okay. Houston. Yeah. Just a little bit. I mean, the key for the Astros is getting Jordan Alvarez back on track. Yes. Uh, he's hitting 125 uh, with 12 strikeouts and 39 plate appearances since game two of the ALDS um, this would seem to be a spot to get back on track. I know Kyle Tucker uh, obviously hit two home runs off Aaron Nola uh, in game one. And Nola's last two starts have been shaky. He gave up two home runs in the, in the NLCS start against the Padres as well. So uh, I think I think it's wide open here. And the thing about Christian Javier, he's been good this postseason, but he has barely pitched yeah. past month. I think he's thrown six and two-thirds innings since October 1st. So is that rest good or bad? I think it could go either way, especially for a pitcher like Javier, who doesn't have great control, and he is an extreme fly ball pitcher. Yeah. In that ballpark with those power hitters, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna see some home runs tonight for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a question for both of you about the Astros DH. I thought David Hensley took some pretty good at bats. Would you have him starting at DH again today? Yeah, I think Mancini has looked lost. Yeah, um, yeah. really. And I hate that. I, I absolutely know, I hate, hate it that. too. But really going on the last month and maybe even before that, uh, just kind of uncompetitive at bats. And yeah, I agree with you. I, I thought Hensley looked, you know, not overmatched for the moment. Uh, it, you would think that maybe they the Astros would have a different solution there, but there's not one on their roster right now. Yeah, um, no. Like maybe putting Jordan Alvarez at DH, but then, you know, who do you put in his spot in the outfield? I, right. Yeah. I mean, I think right now Hensley is their best option and that's kind of become apparent. Yeah. They really miss Michael Brantley. Like he, yes. you know, that, that kind of steady presence in yeah. the lineup is certainly yeah. missed uh, right now for the Astros and the Phillies lineup. I mean, Brandon Marsh hit a home run last night. Yeah. yeah. Um, Alec Bohm. Alec Bohm. So yeah, I mean that the Phillies lineup is, it's scary. It's, there's not easy easy outs in that lineup right now, that's for sure. Yeah. And, and the Astros do have some easy outs in their lineup, as we know. Right now, the bottom of the lineup is a mess. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, Chas McCormick has actually put up some solid numbers. He has a 545 on base percentage in this series, obviously, only three games, but he's been competitive. But, like, once you get past Guriel, this lineup is not nearly as scary. Like, the Phillies' bottom of the lineup, to me, is much more competitive, although – Bryson Stott hasn't picked up a hit. Gene Segura is only hitting 091. But I feel more confident in that bottom of the lineup. Uh, since you guys brought up Boehm, I have to ask another question. What do you think Bryce Harper told him? <laughs> I mean, I I, th- I think they had something on McCullers. I, I think a lot of it was just he's not throwing his fastball. Yeah. Um, and, and like, to, to sit on the breaking stuff. Yeah, uh, it, it's very possible. Th- you know, there there've been breakdowns that the leg kick was the giveaway. Yeah, I saw um, that. And I there's probably something to that. Yeah, I, I read an article. Man, I forget who it was from. Uh, I think it was the Athletic about how Harper 
you know, once he realized that he wasn't going to be able to play the outfield the rest of the year, it was during that rehab stint. He really embraced the DH role and, you know, spends his time going over video and like helping mm-hmm. other hitters, you know, even if it's a right-handed batter, helping them identify things that they can do against a certain yeah. pitcher. Um, yeah. And I don't think that's just like bluster. I think that's no. a real thing. And he's obviously a, a has a baseball IQ that's through the charts. And and I I believe that he he picked up on something pretty specific that that helped that that ball leave Citizens Bank Park. And that's not I know there's such focus on it because it's the postseason, but that's not an unusual thing to see no. uh, over a course of a game. Like Francisco Lindor does that a lot. If mm. he if he'll score or hit a home run, he immediately goes to the next couple of batters and tells them what he's seen. So this is sure. a very typical thing. I don't think there's anything nefarious going on. Uh, but it is a little funny to see the tables turn that, oh, maybe the Phillies know what's coming against the Astros. That's It's funny how that works out. Yeah. And, I was, and, uh, yeah. No, go ahead. I was just going to say zero sympathy <laughs> for the Houston Astros with any of this if it was yeah. pitch yeah, tipping or anything. Picking yeah. up on you know pitches being tipped, if you're doing it without the use of technology, it's fair game. Yeah, uh, but we were talking about the the Phillies lineup and how yeah the the bottom half of that lineup has come through and it's usually been kind of one guy at a time. But I was watching Miles Teller on Intentional Talk, who really knows his stuff. Like he was, it was some really good analysis, and he's like, you know, it is a top heavy lineup. It's a top heavy team, but there's there's someone like I just said, someone who comes through like every night and it's a different person. And that's kind of what you need to just even turn the lineup over, like just get on base. You don't have to hit a home run. And that's what the Phillies have gotten. And so it hasn't just, they haven't just relied on their stars. And like we talked about with the pitching matchups, they're undefeated. You said, Chris, and, and games not started by Nolan Wheeler. Sure. Ranger Suarez, like let's put great some respect night. on his name. He was like a popular, Oh, I remember DJ and I, when we were doing our starting pitchers episode, I looked at his ADP on NFC and like the min was like, he's a top 50 guy. Yeah. The max, like the, the latest he was drafted was in the two hundreds. No one really knew what to do with yeah. his 2021 numbers. Cause they were bonkers. And it's like, Crazy. well, he's not, not going to re- replicate that, but how close can he get? And he, he was really good during the regular season and he's been a great bridge for them so far in these playoffs. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember this, but last year when we did our uh, draft, I ended up taking Ranger Suarez in the seventh round. I'm a big fan of this guy, and I know this was not the most consistent season, and I know that many Philadelphia fans were very apprehensive about what they were going to get from him. And look, I still think that Ranger Suarez right now is a mid-rotation arm and a guy that, you know, if he ends up starting game seven, you have to be a little more cognizant of him than say if Zach Wheeler or Aaron Nola were starting that game. Like you have to be wary of the signs if he's not having his command, but I yeah. thought he was really good last night, like really good against a good solid Houston lineup. And he's going to be a guy that I overdraft next year because I just believe in that stuff. And you look at the metrics that he had in 2021, it was not a fluke. Like he deserved, he was deserving of the, maybe not of like the 1.8 ERA or whatever the heck it was, but certainly a guy who pitched really, really well and had flashes of that this year too. And I think, you know, we, we can, we always overrate guys based on Alec Bohm, I think is going to get a shot up just based on what he's done for most of this postseason as well. But yeah, I'm a big believer in Ranger Suarez, and I'm feeling 
if I'm Philadelphia, if that is my game seven starter, I'm feeling relatively confident. Rob Thompson said something about Alec Bohm uh, that he has improved more rapidly than any player he's ever been around. Wow. Over the course of the season. And that, that says a lot because Thompson's seen a lot of players <laughs> yes. uh, during yeah. his time with the Yankees. And, yeah. and I think it's, it's true. I mean, what he's done defensively. Defensively, yeah. it's unbelievable. Defensively, it's, it's yeah. really unbelievable. He had a play last night where he, he fumbled the ball for a second, still managed to get the throw off and, and get the out. And maybe yeah. in April, that's just an error and he kicks it or can't pick it back up. But there's something about the confidence uh, that allowed him to keep it together and make the throw and get the out. That's yeah. signs of progress to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, just, it's amazing how the Phillies have flipped their identity, like – uh, their fundamentals, their defense was a laughing stock, and they were too top heavy. And everything we've just talked about, well, they have depth now, and the fundamentals have been tremendous this postseason. Brandon Marsh solidifying center field, Bryson Stott getting more time on the infield. He's played, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes iffy defense, but made some really good plays too. And right. Alec Baum, especially, like he's been making plays throughout the last month that. Um, have just really helped. So they're they're not the team that we thought they were. You know they're 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 getting it done, man. And yeah, they're like we said at the top of the show. I think they're kind of in control of this series. But that's yeah. If if the Astros pull it out tonight, it's going to be we're going to be we can do another show tomorrow yeah. and talk about how they're in control now. We're not going yeah. to, but yes. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we'll talk about World Series MVP props here in a second. Mm. Before we do, just a quick word for our listeners. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds fresh with a 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear debris with the 40-volt jet fan leaf blower. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It is a weekend of must-watch events on NBC and Peacock. It all begins with the Horses and the Breeders' Cup Saturday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, followed by the Clemson Tigers taking on Notre Dame and South Bend, capped off with Saturday Night Live. The action continues Sunday with the NASCAR Cup Championship Series at 3 p.m. and wraps up with the Titans battling the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football Hmm. starting at 7 p.m. Eastern, all on NBC and Peacock, a huge uh, weekend there. We might also have uh, games six and seven of the 
World Series going on at the same time. So pretty exciting time in the sports world. So I was looking at the World Series MVP props right now. Certainly Bryce Harper in control, by far the favorite right now. And it's understandable. He's sure. had an amazing postseason. And let's talk for a second about the first inning uh, when he came to the plate. The, the way that Fox showed yeah. him coming to the plate, I, I haven't really seen that with a hitter before. Um, you see it sometimes when like closers come in, but they cut into the, the at-bat music and the PA announcer um, announcing Harper coming to the plate. Then he hits the home run. I mean, it all worked out perfectly in that moment. Very often, you know, we know how it is with, with hitters. Like, sure. you know, 60% of the time, they're not going to get on base at all. Right. Um, but that was great TV and great for baseball to get that moment of, of Harper getting the spotlight and actually coming through in that moment. It was really cool. And I have to say this, too. I love Bryce Harper. There is no denying that there is animosity towards that guy as well. So it's great television for the people who hate Bryce Harper as well. Yeah, now, yeah. I think if, if you hate Bryce Harper, I think you just fundamentally don't understand maybe how this game works. But it, there are a lot of people just who do not like that dude. So they got their wrestling moment. They got their if yeah. you're if you love the dude, you got to see that moment. If you hate the dude, you got to revel in it's almost like the howard stern thing where there was the thing about how people who hate him actually listen more than people who like him because they want to right. see what happens next bryce harper is kind of like that as well for whatever reason people who don't like the dude but they got that moment he's just a really good baseball player and that ball was absolutely shellacked that ball and the home run that kyle schwarber hit were just yeah. desecrated those balls were absolutely mollywopped um just nice. they're a really good team and we thank you uh, bryce harper is uh if you if you hate him i hope you're having fun hating him because he's really fun to watch yeah it was great television production and the ratings have been good so far yeah. in this, this series if that's something that people care about if it goes to six and seven battling a really loaded saturday college football slate and then obviously the nfl on sunday that could be a yeah. little eye-opening but uh no, I, I, I mean, pr yeah. Props to to Fox for capturing that moment. It's so rare yeah. that you would have such a great intro, and, and then it would probably end up in like a ground out. Like that's baseball, yeah. sure. um, unless it's like the All Star Game. Even then, or or like the Home Run Derby, it's just hard to be able to capture that moment in baseball. Baseball doesn't work like you expect it to. It's, right. You know, um, but yeah, props to Bryce Harper too. Yeah. I mean, he's. Yeah. It's his moment. Who's like, um, who's a reasonable dark horse on that World Series MVP odds list? Like, uh, let's say the Astros come yeah. back. There's a there's a couple for me that makes sense. Kyle Tucker, obviously, with the huge game one. Let's say he keeps delivering here yeah. tonight would be perfect um, for him to again against Nola. Um, you know, if he gets them back on track, that makes sense. Kyle Schwarber is actually second. Uh, at plus 850 right now. Framber Valdez is listed at plus 1100. That might be a good dark horse pick because yeah. he was so good in game two. And if he gets a chance to win another game, particularly if somehow they win the next three and they uh, he gets to close out that series, I think yeah. that would be an interesting as one, one as well. But uh, I think you got to make Harper a prohibitive favorite. 
I think that Ranger Suarez is a really interesting one. Like, Ooh. let's say let's say the series does go seven games. Okay, have to yeah. Start game seven. Got sure. the key. Got the key outs in in uh, in game one. Right. I think he came mm-hmm. in in the yeah. Eighth oh, that's a good point. Top. Yeah, he got two top. outs in the. Yeah, was it seventh? Yeah, Something seventh into there. the eighth. Yeah, he, he yeah that's ended right. The yeah. Inning and then came back out and faced two. That's batters. right. Yeah. Um, against the top of the lineup, then that's a good point. You know, pitches really well in game three. If he comes back for game seven and pitches a great game, I could see him winning the MVP. You know, yeah. and he's yeah. not even he's not even listed on what I'm looking at right now. Yeah, I mean, it, sometimes that award is very narrative based too. Yes, it I, is. I mean, Harper has the narrative. I mean, yeah. six homers, six doubles this postseason. I think his OPS is over 1,200 right now, <laughs> and I mean, he's Bryce Harper too. Um, he's just a lightning rod for attention. Um, but he's actually delivering too, uh, and doing it almost like not on his own, but like, I, it really stood out the contrast of like when the nationals won and they won without him Yeah, and he left for Philly. So to do this, you know, to, uh, you know, being a losing team for the first two years, he was in Philly, but now he's making this run and, Coming up clutch, sent the Phillies to the World Series, hits a home run in his first at bat in a World Series game at in his home stadium. I think just everything is naturally on his side. Um, and you could still make a little bit of a profit on it if you were to put your money down on him right now. Sure. Um, but yeah, if, if there are some interesting plays if you want to go that far. Yeah, that's, that is interesting. Hey, uh, Drew, by the way, I was looking at uh, odds and uh, since DJ mentioned it in the ad, um, I'm hammering if I can bet Clemson uh, minus three point five against our Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Yeah, no comment. <laughs> that, that, that is such a bad line. There is no way Notre Dame is keeping up with Clemson. Dude, there are so many good <laughs> SEC games. I, oh. I, I probably and I, you know, I love my Irish, and I, I like that they've played a lot better. But uh, I'm going to be no watching chance. the SEC on Saturday for the oh. most part. Georgia against Tennessee, that's going to be yeah, LSU Bama as a night game, I believe. Oh, Alabama's crushing Brian Kelly. There's I no don't know, doubt man. In my absolute I, mind. I, I, we'll I, make, we'll, it we'll might make be the a first time line. I'm rooting for Alabama in a while. <laughs> <laughs> so let's make our picks because the, by the next time we do the show, the, the season will be over. The World yeah. Series will be decided. We're actually going to come back next Wednesday and do kind of a World Series wrap up episode, but also a hot stove preview. And we're also going to take an early look at 2023 fantasy draft. So a jam-packed show uh, next week. Mm. Let's make our predictions. Uh, by the end of the week, this season will be over. So let's let's revisit our prediction from last week. I think we all took the Astros in six games. Uh, how, how are we feeling now? I don't feel great about it. Yeah, I don't feel good about that one. No, but I will say, just because I don't think Houston's going to win three straight, I'm still going to go Astros in seven. I, I just... I think this team is too good. It, it, look, they've they've lost the momentum. They've lost home field advantage. They're going to have to win at least one of these games, obviously, in Philadelphia. But I still think that this is the best team in baseball. And I'll I'll say Astros in seven and root in my heart for Phillies in five. Hmm. I don't know. I'm. We're supposed to like be confident in our <laughs> predictions. Well. Yeah. Uh, I, I, the, yeah. If, if the Phillies lose tonight, they've got a little bit of a problem on their hands with yeah. 
having to go to a Syndergaard bullpen game. And then I think Zach Wheeler's kind of run into a bit of a wall. Maybe. Yeah. We should say that physically yeah. something's going on there. I think yeah. for sure. Um, I'm going to go Astros in seven, even though I, I, we opened the show by saying the Phillies are in control. It, it's just, uh, I don't know. I'm, against I'm going, my against my heart, I'm going Astros in seven. I'm going Phillies in seven. Okay, that's um, fun. I like it. I, I think the Phillies win tonight. Um, they lose tomorrow. It goes back to Houston. Uh, Zach Wheeler gets chased early in game six. Uh, yeah. and then we go to game seven, and it's all hands on deck, basically, sure. at, that, at that point. But I, I think that Astros should feel good about Suarez, or the Phillies should feel good about Suarez. Uh, potentially pitching that game. So uh, I'm just looking at the odds here. Uh, so Astros in seven is listed at plus 250. Okay. Um, and the Phillies winning in five or seven games is listed at plus 275 right now. Wow. That plus f- 275 and five does not sound like something I would have any interest in, in whatsoever, no. to be completely no. honest with you. You know, I, it's been pretty awesome. Like we, I know we picked six and seven. I'm old, so I remember a time when the World Series was not very good. There were a lot of matchups that went four or five games or six games, but you had a pretty clear idea of who the best team was. We've been yeah. really fortunate in the last few years how good these World Series have been. Like I know game this game three obviously won't go down. I won't see this replayed on MLB Network too often, but game one and game two, I think were great. Game one was excellent. Yeah. Game two was fine. Like these World Series mm-hmm. these past few years, I hope people appreciate them because this is not always how it goes. There are a lot of yeah. times where there is a clear dominant team. And you know what? I wouldn't have I know a lot of people who thought Houston would kind of run away with this thing based on what they did. Uh, in the regular season and in, in the postseason yeah. as well. But it is awesome to see competitive World Series. Yeah. I mean, I always, especially if you don't have a horse in the race, you're rooting usually for entertainment or a competitive series. And yeah. we certainly have that. I mean, it's possible the Phillies could just run the table the next two days and, and win in five games, sure. uh, which would be quite a thing if oh, Thursday night, because the Eagles are also playing the undefeated Eagles, and then the Phillies – potentially clinching a world series the same night i would i would board up i would board up your window (laughs) you guys have any idea how far apart those stadiums are i i don't they're very close Uh, they're They're in the the same they're in the same lot they're in the same lot so i'd either be there or i'd be 150 miles away if i could like one of the two (laughs) you can't you either got to be willing to be in the middle of the chaos or you are driving down to scranton or something like that to get away from this it is that's going to be nuts it is a all the lampposts are coming down. Yeah, I already bought. I told. I joked that I bought a lamppost to celebrate if the Phillies win. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, mean, I found like help. yeah. I think it varies sport by sport. Like I, football is such a better TV sport, and I'd yeah. almost just want to be home. Uh, but yeah. baseball, it's more of an environment sport, and I mm-hmm. like I'd I'd want to be there or in the in a crowd somewhere. I don't know. Uh, yeah, during like the the Blues run to the Stanley Cup, by the end of it, I just wanted to be home with like the sound blaring on my TV, and people sure. can come over. But because hockey, well, hockey, like you have to pay attention to every time the pucks in play, which is yes. the whole game. Yeah, baseball, you like know when you can look away and or mm-hmm. go get a yeah. beer or talk to your buddy. 
Uh, and football is definitely like that too. There's like built-in stoppages, which is why it's such a great TV sport. I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and the left to right is just perfect for television, yeah. especially uh, how this works. And I think actually hockey is the best looking sport on television, just the, the pure yeah. white on the, in the mm-hmm. OLED and stuff like that. But there is something about like, I've spent a long time being like, I do not want to go to a baseball game ever again. It's just such a pain in the butt to get up there and, deal with all of these people, especially Seattle traffic is so bad, Yeah. but like going to those, that postseason game and going to the game where big dumper hit that home run. It's like, maybe I'm going to have to ask NBC for season tickets or something. Because like, <laughs> yeah, <they> do. <laughs> I don't think they do, but it is, no, it is. Absolutely, they don't. They don't. Yeah, I, but, I live in a, in a dying yeah. city where it's, five minutes to get to the stadium just a $12 uber so i mean the phillies the atmosphere in citizens bank park is tremendous and the phillies have the best record of any team in any park in the postseason which is probably doesn't get talked about enough and the phillies is chase stadium is is up there right yeah it was yeah and i think the cardinals and bush too is the third one which it seems weird to me that the mets are so high up up on that list but i don't know yeah. I'm not like saying that as a dig. It's just no. no I mean, well, the, the times that they the times that they were actually in the playoffs, they usually did well. Yeah, during that's true. Stadium's existence. I mean, that's that's usually it. When they're usually when they're in, they usually go far, except for this year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but what what else was I going to say? I, I totally forget. I was something about Citizens Bank Park, and now I'm lost my train of thought. It's something a good way to. <laughs> It, but that, that home field advantage is massive. Like people can poo poo it or, you know, all they want. Having that crowd rocking is massive. It is absolutely a big benefit. And it's honestly oh. one of the reasons why I hate the two, three, two format. I don't think that's fair. I know that travel days get really screwed up going two, two, one, 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 but I think that's a more fair way to play baseball. Yeah. Who I think the radio broadcast for ESPN, I think it was Dan Schulman doing it for mm. ESPN. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, he said it's the loudest he had ever been in a stadium uh, in a baseball game was for that Harper home run in the first inning. The loudest. And that, I mean, that matters to me. Yeah. Yeah. And Dan Schulman's called a baseball game or two. So that's not a small sample. Uh, That's crazy. And it's awesome. I'm really happy for Phillies fans, even though they make me miserable on that uh, hell site. But it is... uh, It has been really, really fun to see how excited people are getting. And, you know, for how much the Astros have been here before and what was it, five straight ALCSs? Some, some of their players, seven. seven straight. Yeah, I think. Uh, I don't think that's right. But if, no, I'm going to have to look at okay. <laughs> I mean, man, that could be. But they have some younger players that have not maybe been in that kind of environment, you know. Sure. I mean, Jeremy Pena, a couple of their pitchers, not many of them, Chaz McCormick. Um, I don't know. There aren't many of them, but Kyle Tucker, to some degree, hasn't been in like a super hostile environment to the level of Philly. You know, like Dodger Stadium can get rocking, um, but I feel like the the crowd, the the fans that are more toward the field are, are not as boisterous as maybe the fans in Philly are that are sitting in those seats. Did it's you six, see by the, the uh, six? Okay, so did you? We see were both the wrong. Clip that, yeah. The clip that went viral with uh, someone. Uh, uh, harassing Lance McCullers in the bullpen at Philly last I didn't. Year. I didn't. I, did I, I saw it pop up. I didn't watch it. Yeah, McCullers was warming up for the game, and this fan is just – he wasn't being, like, vulgar necessarily. It was, like, right on the edge. 
but it was it was very funny, especially <laughs> given how the game played out. And that bullpen, it, the story of that bullpen is really funny too, because initially you can lean right over it. Fans, it's you know standing room. You can walk sure. through while you're going to the different concourses and whatnot. Originally, the Phillies were on the top level, and <laughs> I guess the players were complained, so they moved them to the bottom, and now the visiting teams on top, which is uh, the way it sh- which is the way it should be, really. Yes, That's smart. Yeah, that is smart. That is the lion's den right there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it should be fun. Uh, looking forward to this this game tonight. I hope we get a I hope we get a competitive series going back to Houston. That's what I'm rooting for. I don't know if we'll turn out that way, but that's what I'm rooting for. Can't blame you. All right, so uh, we will be we will be back next Wednesday to like I said, we're going to wrap up the season. Go ahead and talk a little bit about the hot stove, which is going to start up pretty much right away. Uh, and then we're also going to talk about 2023 fantasy drafts, just a quick little snapshot, of maybe what to expect uh, going into next season. If you like what you're hearing with this show, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review if you don't mind. Five stars, always appreciated. Follow us on Twitter if you don't already. I'm at DJ Short. Drew is at Drew Silv. Chris is Crawford underscore M-I-L-B. Take care, everyone, and we will see you next time. Do summer projects your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. With free delivery on over 2 million items, you can make the most of summer grilling and dig into gardening. Plus, get same-day delivery on thousands of products like power tools and storage to tackle any last-minute garage project. Summer your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.